Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. The strong, the powerful Ian Reynolds, partner at ZipTech, owner of OnCourse Sales Engagement Platform, and the managing director of Thesis Capital is here on Money Savage Create. Welcome, Ian. Hey, it's great to be here. Ian, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. So my background is a mixed bag, to, to put it simply. I started my career in the startup arena, kind of jumped around a good bit, helped launch like eight different products on the market, did the MBA game, did the consulting game for a number of years, helped deploy enterprise technology solutions uh, for the Fortune 500, and then ultimately did some a stint on the finance side, did my time, so to speak. Uh, and then ultimately looked to acquire a lower middle market business, uh, which I found. Um, so I acquired half of ZipTech in 2017 and have been running it uh, ever since. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. Nice. Appreciate that. So tell us a little bit about the personal life too, Ian. So uh, two kids, third on the way, and nice. we're up here in Salt Lake City, uh, Houston native. So I'm, I'm definitely not used to the cold, uh, <laughs> but I try to try to get outside, try to see the sights. There's like five major parks up here, uh, which have been swamped because their marketing uh, for these parks has been so exceptional. Uh, but we're trying to get outside, try to try to go see what we can see, some of the natural wonder. Got it. Well, I appreciate that. And good luck with the third kid. I'm sure that that'll be a, a breeze, though, now that you got it all figured out with uh, already having two. Yeah, it's it's rinse, it's going to be rinse and repeat. No, that's, <laughs> that's the plan, at least. So, all right. So you've you've it's, it sounds like you've you've got pretty good patterns of success here. Uh, and then you made the decision that you wanted to acquire a company. You've done that. You've been operating now, going on. It's probably your third year. So. Can, can, can you point to something and say, you know what, this is, this is what's helped me to become successful? Yeah, I think, I think there's a couple of points. One, you know, there, there is a difference between doing something just to do it and doing something and doing it well. And anything that I've tried to do, I've tried to do very, very well, or I've just kind of not done it at all. I, I, I like to play games where I can win. Um, and, sure. uh, I'll just avoid games where, where I can't win. And so like, you know, I was, I was a pretty good soccer player, but I was not a good tennis player. So it just wasn't my game. Uh, and I think, I think that's true for the game of business. It, you know, really you're competing your output, your uh, productivity, you know, what you're, what you're reading, what you know, what you understand. If you can stick to that sort of circle of competence, so to speak, then you're going to be disproportionately successful relative to folks who are, you know, kind of jumping all around or can't figure out where their strike zone is. 
Well, I think that's that's pretty powerful advice right there. Um, how did you figure out yours? I figured out my strike zone by really kind of intuiting what it is that I enjoyed. And I did that through sort of self-education, right? So I, I jumped around again initially uh, right after I, I graduated college into these various companies. And I mean, I saw healthcare, I saw uh, goods and services, I saw um, software development, I saw software products, I saw marketing systems, uh, like affiliate marketing, you you, you kind of run down the gambit. And then uh, again, on the consulting side, I saw, you know, kind of every vertical within a major industry and did it both on the, the IT side and sort of the finance side. So really got the opportunity to have perspective with the intent of going after and getting that perspective, knowing full well that, you know, after I kind of have developed that perspective, I can go do specifically what it is I want to do. So I was very comfortable not knowing specifically what I wanted to do, but I would have been uncomfortable if I didn't pursue experiences that would help me understand that. So I intentionally explored experiences that would help me understand that and then chase the dream. Got it. And how, how did you sort of figure out that process? Is that just something you knew? Did you have great parents, mentors? I figured out the process by looking at, actually, I just looked at a bunch of data. I really did. I just looked at what jobs, let's go back to sort of the college days, you know, 10 years ago. I looked at what jobs have the opportunity to touch the most things. And that appeared to me to be consulting. And I think by and large, it, it still is. And I wanted to place myself in sort of a consulting position throughout those sort of early stages of my career to touch multiple industries, to develop sort of a broad landscape of, ooh, okay, where's, the, where's, a good, where's a good place to play? And so ultimately, uh, I think through that sort of consulting experience and like basically doing the work to, to, to make a determination of what industry was the right industry to sort of put my leg into, uh, put, you know, put both feet forward, um, is, is really how I figured it out. Got it. Nice. All right. So you've gone through this process. You've figured out your strike zone. You've made the acquisition. You're, 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 you're doing it. The way that you talk to yourself, your, your sort of inner dialogue, do you, are, are, are you mindful of, of how that is? Do you, do you do specific things like practice gratitude or affirmations, anything like that? Yeah, I think it's actually a, for me, it's, it's a dialogue with my family and friends. It's, it's an ongoing dialogue about what does this action mean uh, in my life? What does it mean in your life? What does it, what does it, what does it mean from sort of an external perspective well, for my immediate sort of family life, speaking about it, say, with my wife, right? How does this, how does this affect our goals? How does this affect our family goals? How does this affect our, our family? And what does that do in the sense that, um, you know, it kind of has it, has it square against previous goals that I've defined in previous years? Am I on track? Am I staying true to what it is that I wanted to do previously? Got it. Yeah. I appreciate that. And being that, that you, you have a lot of things going on in, in life, obviously family, um, different business interests. I'm sure you've got a lot of other stuff going on that, that, that you'd like to spend time on. 
are there certain things that you know that you have to do every day, sort of daily essentials? Yeah, I think so. And the way that I have approached that process to make it brutally simple and actually much easier to manage because it is a lot. We, we have a lot of things going on. But I just follow grandma's rule. Grandma's rule is you got to eat your vegetables before you can eat your dessert. And <laughs> I try to front load my day. I'm usually up probably around 6, 6 a.m. Um, I try to front load my day with the most difficult tasks, build a short little list of starting with the most difficult thing that I've got to accomplish. And a writing it down actually is kind of like a psychological release. It makes everything easier. But then B, by just kind of crushing down that list of difficult thing to easiest thing, then my day actually gets easier as I go on and it gets problems out of the way or surfaces them so that they can then be tackled. And if I, if I just take that approach and I continue that approach, you can actually accomplish quite a bit more than if you hesitate or, you know, sort of procrastinate on your homework, so to speak. Yeah, you know what I found is that if I wait until two o'clock in the afternoon to do one of the hardest things on my list, that there's a good chance it'll get pushed to tomorrow. Correct. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And you have to be and, honest. And we, you have to be honest with yourself, right? Right, right. And we push our employees to do the same thing. When we're building software for folks, we push our engineers to build the core component of the product first, or build the core component of whatever they're integrating, and then from there work on the easy parts. Got it. Nice. And out of everything that, that you're doing, what what are you most satisfied with? And then the flip side of that coin, least satisfied with? Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, unrelated to business interests, I, th- I think the, the most satisfying thing has been uh, family life and, you know, ag- aggressively putting attention towards that because, you know, these are people I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And right. <laughs> um, that is that's the the best sort of long-term uh, investment that uh, I can make and paying paying aggressive attention to that has, has made everything better. It's made uh, my life much more rewarding and much more fun. Um, things I can do better. Uh, well, you know, obviously again, I think that applies to family life, but I won't talk about that here, but um, sure. the, uh, on the business side, you know, it's really difficult to identify, in my opinion, who the right, I guess, let's, let's call them executive leaders are, that are the experts in your field that you should be paying attention to. There's an incredible amount of business noise, just like there's sort of financial noise and um, you know, kind, of, kind of noise in, in marketing. But there are very few people, I think, that are sort of exceptional talents that really deserve time and really deserve people's attention as it relates to educating themselves. Uh, you know, I think people, in, let's say people of the younger generation are more inclined to sort of get on YouTube and say, oh, I've, I've been productive by kind of, I watched one really kind of informational video and then hmm. I watched some, you know, history channel clip or how it's made clip or something silly. Uh, but the reality is you're, you're actually distracting yourself, right? And there's, there's such a sea of information. There's such an increase in the sea of information that's really important to identify who those, who those educators are, who are those, who are those prominent people that I should really spend my time consuming information that they've produced. And I think, I think that's a difficult challenge that everybody faces. Yeah. Being able to filter through the mountain, immense amount of information that's out there. I, I certainly appreciate that. Nice. Is there anything that you needed to stop doing 
as 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 you become more successful and had more have more obligations i think i think there's a tendency to act uh, as as there's a term called uber manager uh, in economics and where you basically you have so much information that you're not taking the time to properly uh, teach those people that you've hired how to how to do what it is you've learned to do right and then delegate that so i think i think that's a natural tendency uh, at least of mine to I'll learn something that's really specific really necessary super critical mission uh, but then turning around and taking the time to delegate it versus just kind of handling it myself is actually not an efficient process um, and I think I think it's a something I've observed in a number of colleagues. It's it's a very difficult thing to do. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no doubt. And how about things that you feel like you should be doing more of? Definitely reading. So I'm trying to hit the hit the 52, um, you know, books a year. Uh, nice. Last year I missed that mark. Year before I hit it. This year I'm on track, but it's pretty easy to get derailed. We're only three months of the year, so uh, the the objective is to. <laughs> stay the course. And, you, you know, you can really only read, let's say about 2000 books in your lifetime. Um, mm-hmm. if you kind of look at it that way, like a book, a book a week, um, and that's, that's not a lot of relative information. And so definitely an objective that I have to, to maintain. You know what? I've, I've never, uh, I've never thought about it in terms like that. And no, that is not a lot of books. If you're a person who doesn't read any books, then that's a million books. But if you're somebody right. who is consistently reading, it's not at all. So I appreciate that very much. Well, and speaking of that, uh, what, what do you wish you had more time to do? Absolutely reading. If I could, <laughs> if I could double that, if I could double that number, yeah. uh, I think I'd be, uh, you know, doubly successful. Um, I, I, you know, of the people that I've identified that are the really exceptional talents, uh, all of those people are, are voracious readers and they're constantly consuming information and then disseminating that information to, uh, you know, their peers, their team members, their employees. Um, and if I can, you know, spend the next 20 or 30 years compounding knowledge, I think that I'm only going to be in a better situation and my company is only going to be in a better situation. Yeah. Like I can't imagine that that's not true. So do you think that, that, or do you observe certain things that you see a lot of people doing that maybe they, uh, maybe should they, they, they should quit doing? Yeah, I think, I think the, uh, the social media game has really mm. transformed business both in a positive light and in a negative light, but, but people are attached to their devices and, if you can't detach from your device, and, and look, I'm a guy who runs a software development firm. Um, if you can't detach from your device, get off your apps, then <laughs> you're, you're going to have a hard time connecting with other people. And I think this younger generation uh, is, in some in some respects, less social. Um, they have they have less kind of innate social skills than I think previous generations, and it's, it's not creating a divide necessarily, but it is creating a difference in how people communicate. And I don't know that it's necessarily a better mechanism for communication, um, you know, as opposed to face-to-face. We sort of, uh, you know, evolved to read body language and uh, understand tone and these sorts of things. And it's very difficult to get those things over a text message or, or just get those things over an email. So we have to, we have to push our employees to pick up the phone and you know, get in front of people, have a real conversation, talk with our clients, talk with the users of the platforms that we build, really get their feedback and 
understand how they, you know, they perceive things. Yeah. Appreciate that. Well, Ian, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Difference making tip is take time, be, be aggressive about taking time for yourself. Uh, if you're running a business or participating in a business or even just an employee, take time to yourself that you can, you can reflect on your actions, try to write them down, write down those priorities, write down and define the things that you're not doing well. And if you can do that once a month, let's just say once a month, let's, let's be conservative. You're going to, you're going to have an opportunity to excel in a way that you have never really excelled before. I, I guarantee it. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets a come on. Come on. And Ian, thank you so much for coming on. Let us know or tell us a little bit about what it is that ZibTech does, how people can find you, how, how, how they can engage with you. You bet. So ZipTech is a custom software development firm. We help folks who uh, have a one to five year you know, timeline to build a piece of custom software or integrate a, a larger piece of enterprise software. Um, take care of that. Take care of that task. We're, we're going to come in and, and really do all the work for you. Um, for folks that are not hamburger makers, so to speak, they don't have engineering teams in house. We can also guide people all the way through the design architecture process to the end of the roadmap, so to speak, and support whatever product that we build. If you want to reach out to us, zibtech.com, www.zibtek.com. And if you email hello at zibtech.com, uh, I'll definitely see that email and uh, I'm CC'd on all those. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Ian your appreciation. Share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to zibtech.com. It's Z-I-B-T-E-K.com. Shoot him an email at hello at zibtech.com. Thanks again, Ian. Hey, thanks thanks so much, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. <laughs>